1: Va- <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Freemasons
0: Podcast <laughs> with your hosts, right? Worshipful Brother George Mudry. And Worshipful Brother Joe. And we're up here, episode 244, Alternate Universe, and we're going to let the Wheel of Destiny choose it.
1: Yeah, so explain the Wheel of Destiny, how you came up with it, and how that's actually going to work. Well, I was trying to think of different
0: ideas for an alternate universe. I've been saying for a while we need to do an alternate universe because it's nice not reading somebody's bio and actually using our own brains as to what we think would happen in in an alternate universe. So, uh, ironically, there is a, well, I mean, there's a freaking, there's a webpage for everything, but there's a webpage that's called uh, Spin the Wheel. Oh. (laughs) Uh I typed in Spin the Wheel uh, Alternate Universe and sure shit, it popped up. Some of them don't apply to us. One of them is like, um, Fandom-based. Another one was uh,
1: Alien Invasion. We've already kind of did that already. Um, All right. So if we land on one that we've already done, will well, spin no. again? Or? I edited it. I edited uh, them out. I took them out, and I
0: put in something that was kind of the same but different. It okay. kind of applies to us more so than just a generic thing. I'm assuming this is for somebody who's got like a writer's block. Yeah, okay. Because that's kind of what it was geared to. Okay. Um. So I uh, kind of took it from there. We're going to do some... Homework hey, first. We we're to light this thing oh, up yeah. behind us, Don't underneath your on. feet. Ah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, we're slacking. We gonna light up our uh, our sign. Damn us! Sometimes we. uh I mean, it's a Sunday morning. It's kind of shitty out. Kind of rainy. And, whoa, 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 Oh,
1: hey.
0: whoa I said I said light the spark. I didn't mean that one. Uh, Mister Joe was freaking trying to rub my legs or whatever the hell he's doing. Anyway, it's not true. <laughs> Totally not true. All right, so uh, we have a new review
1: at the from
0: Matt Rab, R-A-A-B. I'm Assuming it's Rob, but could be like the broccoli. Like the <laughs> no, <laughs> like the broccoli. Great show, five star review. Love listening to the podcast. I'll be going through a one day conferral at the end of April. Can't wait and beginning and beginning my new journey. Five-star Ryu. So, to Matt Rob,
1: You ready, brother? I'm ready. Lead it. Oh, God. Yep. Brother, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother.
0: Viva, viva, viva. 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 Awesome. Uh, We have a bunch of new Patreons. I might as well just give them a shout-out while I have the opportunity because I've been slacking on doing that. Um, I've been slacking bad on the Patreon, so I apologize. We have Brother Farmer Alex, Eric Sousa, Jake101, Bo Stokes, Scott Fritz, and Preston Eagle. Oh That was the newest ones. Uh, that was about like yeah, four weeks ago. There were more before that, but uh, I want to thank all the patrons. Joe, tell them how to do it.
1: So it's as little as $5 a month, or did we lower that? Is it still uh, as little as five. as $5 a month? Dude,
0: I, we tell everybody $5, some put in $15, put in, some put in no 3 right. It's It's in real estate. I can't get rid of the freaking tours, I the the the, the Tears. Uh, because there's people on it. If everybody got on the $5 tier, then it would charge people only $5. But, hey, listen, you want to contribute more? That's on you.
1: So you, for as little as $5 a month, can join Patreon, where you will get exclusive access to our Discord channels, including multiple Masonic chats, (coughs) and also our fantasy football chat that happens once a year, which is actually for charity. (laughs) You do have to pay in order to play. Uh, And then the money goes to charity, not to us. But you can't, like, not pay and then claim that you've won and then say that we stole money. Um, So you'll get to go through all that. You'll get to see uh, one of our favorite games uh, called Battle Nips. And uh, perhaps you may get the ever-elusive gold-toned Freemasons (laughs) podcast pin, all for as little as $5 a month, by joining Patreon. So look for us. At the Freemasons Podcast on Patreon. Yeah. And uh,
0: be expecting a, a roasting session when you come into uh, the Discord channel. Because uh, and just Oh, and it
1: comes with the Complimentary Rules pamphlet. It comes with the Complimentary
0: Rules yeah. pamphlet. Yes. Uh, digital. People, We've gone digital yeah, on people that. People have been asking me about the pins. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to get there. I promise you. I swear to God I'm going to get the pins. I'm thinking hopefully within another month or so. I should be in a position where I can get them. Uh I still have a single pin and uh after the show today I'll talk to Joe about the company he used and they should still have the die, right?
1: I would think so. I yeah. probably have it saved uh somewhere.
0: Okay, and then uh we'll get that we'll get that rolling. But all right, start it up. Start me
1: uh Oh wait, we're, we're gonna edit for over.
0: That. Yeah, we're gonna switch over to the um to the bringing it up now.
1: Why do you build me up, buttercup The
0: Wheel of Fortune. Oh, I didn't change
1: that. What the hell? It kicked it out and made me start... Damn it. Well, you're about the same height as Pat Sajak, and I guess that makes me Van White. Why did it boot me out of the...
0: Oh, it took away all my freaking things I
1: had. Anyway... Ah, and yes, I do still have the uh the last So, order.
0: while I'm uh, doing this stuff cuz I have to fix all this crap now, um can you uh can you please uh just do me a favor and uh fill in the gap
1: while I uh try to uh I'm good at filling in gaps. <laughs> Especially large ones. I don't understand why this did this. And in petite ones too. Um so, let's uh while he's doing that, let's all I'll talk about my Masonic week um, I had a lot of fun this week It started uh, Masonically on Tuesday evening uh, Shout oh, yeah. out to the brothers at Shepherd Salem Lodge in Naugatuck, Connecticut Just up the road a bit from where we are um, Where I had the privilege of delivering the Middle Chamber Lecture First time that I've done it in that building with, uh, with that lodge <clears throat> Uh, thank you to Right Wordful Brother Mike Adams asking me to do that. I'm happy to do it. As uh, People that listen to the podcast know that that is my favorite degree and that's one of my favorite lectures in all of masonry. So it was a lot of fun. What they didn't tell me, though, and I didn't realize until I got there, because, hey, there's Steve Saxton. Hey, there's uh, Peter Keefe all the way down from Litchfield or uh, Winstead. Oh, and there's, you know, a bunch of other people. Hey Mike, how come all these people are here? Oh, it's our inspection night. I didn't tell you that. Um, no, you did not tell me that I was delivering the middle chamber lecture on your inspection night. That's but funny. it was it was good. It was it was a good time. Uh, I think I delivered it well. Uh, I think the, the the brother got a lot out of it. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then who thir- put this on? Who put on the degree? I'm sorry. I missed that part. Um, it was Shepard-Salem's. Uh, Ray Savoy was in the east for the first uh, part. Al Rawlinson was in the east for the, the second half. Uh, well,
0: Morningstar did an MM degree. Did you take part in that? No, I, I did it. not.
1: That was on the weekend. That's on, that was the Saturday before Easter, and I could not. Uh, Saturdays are not good for me mm-hmm. uh, in general. So I did not do that. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, this was Shepard Salem's fellow craft. There's one person going through as well, which is kind of nice. It makes that middle chamber lecture a little more intimate, a little more one-on-one, uh, which is how I prefer to do it. And then Thursday night, I ventured over to the oldest lodge in the state of Connecticut, high that room number up. one, uh, out over on Whitney Avenue in, uh, New Haven, where I was invited by worshipful brother Al Johnson to... Deliver my presentation on Freemasonry and the Tarot cards and the, the common symbology in uh, in both. So that was that was received well. We had a, a pretty big house that night. A lot of people came down. We even had brothers coming down from Seneca Lodge. Shout out to for Brother Rob Demias and his crew that came down um, just to see that presentation. Right. So pulled a lot of people in. Had a lot of fun delivering uh, that lecture. It's it's if you have any interest in the esoteric side at all? It's really cool. Even if you don't, there's enough there to keep you entertained. Uh even if you're just a, a fan of Led Zeppelin, there's the Hermit tarot card that'll lock you into that. But um no, that was that was a lot of fun delivering that. A lot of good feedback from it and I'm actually delivering that same lecture uh at Morningstar at their stated communication this Thursday. Nice. So any brothers in the Connecticut area that would want to come down and see the presentation? is fellowship, 7.30 is the state of communication, and sometime within that state of communication will be my presentation on Freemasonry and the tarot. Yeah,
0: I'm giving up on this because for whatever reason, it's not allowing me to uh, spin the damn wheel that I have. So I'm just going to do it off my phone because that's where I have it saved, Um, and then I'll tell you the categories, and we're going to go from there. So the first category— Wheel! Oh, I'm
1: sorry. What? do like the wheel of fortune
0: go ahead wheel of destiny (laughs) this fall alternate universe in the first (coughs) excuse me the first (coughs) category is masonry is in fact older so it's older than what we believe
1: okay what would happen if that if that were actually if that were actually true
0: worst ending for freemasonry what would be your worst ending for freemasonry
1: like if it ceased to exist
0: Like if, what would be the ending, what would be the worst ending for Freemasonry to come to an end? Okay. Is the best way I can explain it. Uh, If Masons had magical powers.
1: Oh, we don't? (laughs)
0: Like a Hogwarts, I think.
1: I can shoot lightning bolts (laughs) out of my arse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If Masonry was actually, in fact, villainous. Oh. If we were the dark side. Yeah. Uh, National treasure is true. Oh, okay. If National Treasure is actually a true thing, where Nicolas Cage goes down in the basement and he finds the Templar treasure, look at all
1: the treasure! Uh, That was me. That was me. Sorry.
0: Masonry and its implementations were found on Atlantis. Oh, okay. All right. So here we go. We're gonna spin the wheel. The wheel spins. (laughs) The wheel spins. (laughs) The wheel (laughs) (laughs) spinning. (laughs) And. And it lands on, (laughs) come on, if masonry was actually villainous. Oh. If masonry is villainous. I know you can't see, but that's where it landed.
1: Uh, Yep, I can see that. All right.
0: So, I guess all the conspiracy theorists can have fun with this one because, I mean, this is right up their alley. What if we were, in fact, villainous? Joe, I'm going to start with you. Yes. How do you feel that Freemasonry could be or would be villainous. On top of that, would it be from its ancient origins villainous? Or if it became villainous?
1: I would think... I'm saying pick a scenario for both. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with if it became villainous. Um, And I think... How would it happen and what would they do? How would it happen? There would be some type of global crisis. Okay. Where... It would start off well-intentioned. Okay. Hey, the, the, the world is a horrible place. We as the largest global fraternity are going to step in and start reforming <laughs> society, start to reform norms and social values based on our teachings as we believe that's the way to go. Uh-huh. And it probably starts as an education piece. And okay. then slowly turns into an indoctrination. Okay. And then yeah, it, it becomes the people that are not on board with it become villainized. Okay. Um, we stop to discur- We stop encouraging free thought, and the universality of Masonry goes away and becomes a very strict, right um, Gestapo like- type. Organization. This is the way it is, in a sense. And then it just becomes a very strict um, letter of the law um, formation that starts to take over everything. And if you're you're either part of it or you're not part of it. It almost becomes like 66. a very, yeah, like you can go <laughs> at the Empire, you can go, um you know, the uh, various political parties that may have started well-intentioned and, and mm-hmm. it got away from them. Right. Um, and I think that that's a, that's a story that's been told throughout time where mm-hmm. you get together a bunch of well-intentioned people, and then at some point down the line, it loses sight of what it was originally founded for and becomes this, uh, power. this indoctrination, this power over people because we know better than you now, so Mark. you have to do it our way. Or, otherwise, I don't know, we'll send you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's, that's how I could see in an alternate universe it becoming villainous. Um, if it were to go back to our ancient origins, if it, yeah, if it started off as a nefarious thing, so if it actually started off as like being, what if it started off as Lucifer actually referring to Satan and the uh, devil okay. in those ancient, uh, mm. ancient texts. And right. when we talk about the light bearer that we're not actually talking about Venus or, um uh, the morning star. It's uh-huh. actually referring to the man Satan, the man himself, the fallen mm-hmm. the fallen angel, um, and you know all of the the rituals and everything else that are in there are just you know a, a veil for a veil. what's really there, which and, is kind of the argument I think for a lot of conspiracy theorists yeah. that it's
0: a veil and that oh masonry is not what it used to be and they've changed, but it. it
1: you'll underlyingly it's actually about that which it's, yeah. it's not i'm gonna be clear but but behind that there's this whole shadow council that that knows what's going on is manipulating society mm-hmm. and has been for a couple right. thousand years uh-huh. um to to do their bidding and to uh to get their way in their power and we're all just puppets <laughs> in their world So uh,
0: I think we could actually probably do another one if you wanted to because, I mean, this one's pretty uh, cut and dry, I think. Uh, For me, if Freemasonry has become nefarious, I think it would happen if – or I think it could happen. I don't want to say it would happen. I want to say it could happen if Freemasonry became the target of society. Um, I mean, there's no – out in my mind that Freemasonry, any time that somebody's gone against it, or let's use Nazi Germany, for example, Freemasonry still, it, it, it fought back in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Masonry as itself is uh, it, the Mason himself is a calm, cool collected individual, but I think if the craft itself was ever under fire from, let's say, world governments all decided that we're going to go after Freemasonry, I think there would be a uh, in this in this alternate universe, there would be backlash of masonry. I don't think that they would just. Uh, we've talked about this before, but I don't think that they would just pack up shop and say, "Okay, we're done." I think Freemasonry would go underground, and it would become a pull and push type thing between you know the, those who want to end it. I mean, this happened. This is this right. isn't this happened. It happened it, with uh, what's his nuts with the anti Masonic party. There was actually a political party that tried stopping Freemasonry and and you're going to you had backlash from it. You had Masons fight back against it. You had a president who was elected, you know, who was a Freemason in in opposition to the anti-Masonic party. Uh, Andrew Jackson was elected. I mean, this is not this happened. I mean, nowadays, uh, I don't know if if it would happen the way that that happened back in the day. Um, but I think for me, the first thing you would see would be is if Freemasonry was outlawed uh, or it was become villainous. Um, I think that's how it would happen. It would happen sure. with them trying to shut Freemasonry down. And that's where they would go. All right. Up your ass. This is what we're going to do. And the first thing I think that they would do is they would pull every dollar that Freemasonry and I, I don't, I'm not going to get into specifics. I'm not going to get into talking points about what, how much lodges make or how much they have invested into the stock market. But let's just say what we have, and me and you are both treasurers, you more so than me, you're the chairman of Morningstar, but we have a substantial amount of money in stocks. Mm-hmm. We're be. a small lodge. Yes. Now, take that to the Scottish right. Yeah. <laughs> take that to Grand Lodges. Yeah. So there's a, a lot, lot of, money. of money that's in stock markets. I think instantly they would pull that.
1: Now right imagine from, right from the stock market globally,
0: globally. Think about that. They pull them globally, you're going to watch stock markets crash left and right.
1: Something like that's fragile as the EU could collapse overnight. Yeah. Like the, the EU is very fragile financially mm. right now. And just just pulling that. Like imagine so when you talk through that, I'm thinking it's like if we have the power that people think we do. Mm-hmm. And, but we do have a decent amount of, I'll say, leverage, not leverage. power. Leverage. But let's say we were actually as powerful and all-encompassing as people thought. It'd yep. be like pissing off Superman. Yeah. And Superman just finally losing his shit. Kind of like in, uh, where's the, oh, oh, the oh, one where you he seen gets drunk Mar- in the bar with <laughs> no. Richard Pryor? No, I didn't oh. see that one. I was going to go with, uh, uh, you ever seen the, uh, I think it's like a
0: TikTok video of uh, Super Mario losing his shit? Oh, no, I have
1: not seen that. <laughs> He
0: starts throwing the hammer and smashing people and ripping their heads off and grabbing, putting on the shell and everything.
1: Anyway, but just like imagine Superman t- t- got sick and tired of being trampled on and this yeah. Boy right. Scout mentality. And it's oh. like, you know what? F you all. Let me show you what I'm really capable of just right. to teach you all a lesson.
0: Yeah, he become an anti villain. Yeah,
1: um, or an anti hero. The anti hero. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> um, but it's like if if somebody has that amount of power. And they just lose their shit, or they they just get pissed off and start to use it in a negative way, right. which is true of anything like anything. If you have a certain amount of leverage or power, right. and you decide to use it for bad rather than good, just that fucking yeah, yeah, now you really pissed me off. So, um,
0: so with that being said, I mean, I I that would be a number one. You'd see a collaboration of a lot more grand lodges starting to consolidate and talk to one another and i don't really think grand lodges across the world really just talk that much uh with the exception of the united grand lodge of england they have a huge encompassment of a bunch of nations whereas here in the united states again it's each state has a grand lodge but i think you'd see a lot more grand masters all meeting and discussing in in about what we're all going to do I also think that uh, you'd see masonry go underground. You'd watch web pages go down. You'd watch uh, minutes become secret. I mean, they're not, quote, unquote, public knowledge, but it's right. not that hard to find. No. You know what I mean? You could find out who's part of a lodge relative, with relative ease, I think. Um, I mean, Christ, you can go to the Grand Lodge of the state of Connecticut and find out if your relative was a member of a lodge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, John Q. Public can do this. Right. You could walk into the Grand Lodge and say, hey, my grandfather. Hey, Deb, I, help me out. I think my grandfather was a Mason. Um, what's your last name? What's your first name? Okay, well, we have these many Masons with this last name. And right. They're part of these lodges. Boom. I mean. What towns can, were they? What towns were they? Right. Yeah. You can find out with relative ease. Uh, but you'd see that go away. You'd, you'd probably yeah. see, like, the old. You'd see, uh, like, in Roman times when they were, like, uh, the Roman army would leave. They would burn documents and they would hide critical information. I mean, military still does it today. Really burn documents and get rid of it, uh, unless you're in the Air Force. Um, (laughs) But I think you'd see a lot of Masons, it would go completely underground, uh, which would also cause a big problem for the real estate. Because Masons, we have lodges, we own buildings, and you'd watch these buildings just go up for sale all over the place, and we would go back to a very... meet in... Tavern attics and people's yep. houses, and this is true because Morningstar Lodge met originally in Oxford, and it was in Abel Wheeler's house. Uh, that's where Lodge <laughs> was up in the hall of Abel Wheeler's. What the freaking thing says, um, and you would see that kind of happen. Uh, money would be consolidated with holding all of our charitable shit that we do would come to a halt. I believe, um, and you would see that money being allocated and used in different ways to probably do what lobbyists do in governments. And that is manipulate. Yeah, um, And that I think would be the nefarious end of Freemasonry where money would start being funneled to sympathizers and supporters in order to get rid of those who don't want us around anymore. And Freemasonry, in a sense would become a lobby organization, a lobby organization in a true, true, Secret society where we're now starting to manipulate how the world works just to gain just to keep ourselves safe. Um, And again, this is all hypothetical. This really doesn't happen. But I mean, in this alternate universe, I could see that happening. Yeah, for sure. If it was nefarious from the beginning or what I say, nefarious, uh, villainous, if it was villainous from the beginning, I don't think Freemasonry would exist. And here's why. Many masons came to Freemasonry for its charitable work, its good works, making good men better. You've basically ripped the carpet out from underneath. It, it, it would go. I think it would go by the way of the dodo bird, much like the <laughs> Illuminati. bird, much like the Illuminati did. Realistically, I mean the Illuminati. I mean, who was Adam Weishaupt ran it in Bavaria and all that stuff. That's what he was about was toppling governments, getting away from kings and queens and churches and all that stuff. He had this whole utopian idea of, you know, we don't need governments because if everybody just runs themselves by the moral law, then everything will be fine. And we know that's not the case in. Unfortunately, they're just people don't think like that. Um, You do need some sort of a overhead government or a power that that keeps the keeps the peace. Right. Yep. yep. So I think in this situation, I don't think for your Masonry, if it started off nef- uh, villainous, nefarious, whatever you want to call it, I don't maleficent. If you think, um, I don't think it would it would exist to this day, <clears throat> um, only because you're now attracting a certain amount of people that are just rabble rousers and trouble starters, and I don't think people in general want that. I, I don't think that's how society works. We don't want. We like what? Keep the peace, right? Yeah. Realistically in the end, everybody just wants to live happy and peacefully. Nobody wants to go to war fight or it's just not our human nature, I think. And I don't think that, uh, it would, I don't think it would have lasted as much as it would have. That's just my opinion. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to the comments real quick. Heft tiger. Uh, hello, where's the wine? (laughs) So I put up a, I put up that we were going live, uh, earlier this morning on instagram and uh um i i went to write uh which one will it pick and i wrote which wine will it pick and he Uh, called me on it and he said i hope they pick shiraz or something (laughs) i
1: prefer a nice uh a nice merlot he said said a red one yeah definitely red Uh, Shiraz is, is a nice one. The Greg Norman Shiraz is actually pretty darn good. Yeah, so yeah, I'm getting
0: my balls busted about my typo. Uh, Jed, worship brother, past master. Uh, good morning, brothers, from sunny Florida. Good morning. Hey, brethren. Uh, Jersey Cowboy, I would like to come visit your lodge. All right, so let's address this real quick. Um, thank you for bringing that up because you're not the first person who said, I want to come visit the lodge. Uh, we're open for visitors anytime. The only thing is, if you're a Mason... Uh, yes, this is a podcast. We what we still uh, follow the Masonic etiquette, which would be you need to contact your secretary, which would contact
1: our secretary,
0: yep. and go through the proper channels,
1: <clears throat> just um. for uh, security and safety of everybody involved, and yeah. and the fact that we cannot converse Masonically with somebody who may not belong correct. to a, uh, a recognized lodge. So that just to do our due diligence and make sure everybody's safe and correct, we'll know to pack that day. And um, <laughs>
0: what? What? Uh pack of pistols what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> just in case for everybody's uh, safety most like, of our lodge packs anyway i know i know um but uh realistically you know besides the safety factor of it i mean we it's a masonic etiquette like if you yeah. want to visit another lodge i mean it's just how it works like right. you know we're still masons i mean yes we're the podcast uh but the podcast is still under the umbrella you well, know, in a masonic lodge of Morningstar Lodge and right. which is also the the encompassment of the Grand Lodge and this is Grand Lodge's rules and the, I, I have no problem with visitors and people coming up here and wanting to see us and meet us and all that stuff and attending a lodge that's totally cool I only ask that you go through the proper Masonic channels because again the other right. thing is we don't know if you're an EA we don't know if you're just a person off the street if that's the case if you're a person off the street or even an EA at least in our jurisdiction you cannot Travel masonically unless you're an MM. So right. we, we got to
1: cover our ass as well. Uh, and don't forget your twenty dollars application fee. And your $20... <laughs> no, we did away with that. Oh, I have no idea if we do or not. <laughs> no, I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> I just made it up.
0: Uh, James Devaney, uh, kind of like Bizarro
1: World. What does FFL mean? Fantasy Football League. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, a charity football league where everyone pays to get in. Except for you. <laughs> and then you claim to win and <laughs> wonder the... why you don't get your money. You too with the fantasy football. It's never going to end, is it? You are now entering uh, the fantasy football zone.
0: What do you say? You want to do another one? You want to do another?
1: Uh... Eh, spin the wheel. See what spin we get. If wheel. we like it, we'll do it. If not, right, then we'll spin in the wheel.
0: We'll do one more. No, it went to the same. I'm not spinning the... the bottle with you again. Yeah, it went to the same one. So I'm going
1: to spin it again. Uh... Speaking of spin the bottle, where's Raf been lately? Uh, uh... Uh, Oh, he's probably down the street at the breakfast, down at the firehouse. Maybe I'll have to go say hello to him afterwards.
0: No, they're doing... Citizen's Firehouse Uh, is doing a... uh, Time's going to land on Villainous. I'm just going to take the slide out. There we go. Boom. Landed on Villainous like three fucking times. Oh, it's like one of those rigged ones. Masonry is in fact older. How would that change us? How would that change if we found out that Freemasonry was in fact older? Older than we than the seventeen hundreds that we uh, we subscribe to.
1: So it did in fact. Everything that we've heard about the Knights Templar and the original builders of King Solomon's Temple, uh-huh. uh, if all that were in fact proven, if that to were be all true. proven to be true, let's say you know they're they're digging
0: underneath the uh, pyramids or you know Göbekli Tempi or something like that. And bam! There's a square and compass right on the freaking wall.
1: Yeah. That would be. Uh, I how think would, that would that
0: change our ritual? How would the, how do you think that would change us, Joe?
1: Um, I think in a certain way, it would it would kind of legitimize some things. It would it would separate us from a lot of the other fraternal organizations that are out there that do great work. Not taking anything away from them, but there's. <laughs> Something that uh, they oh. find a number ten can of green beans <laughs> under the pyramid. Jed that that would be bathroom. that would be one way to know. Um, but I think it would almost legitimize things to a point. It's like it would take all that conjecture away. Of, <laughs> hey, when did it start? Did it really just start in the seventeen hundred? How old is it really? Um, I think it would. It would change the perception. I don't know that it would change what we do or how we would act as masons the the, the tenants are the tenants and what we do is what we do um i think from inside the organization it wouldn't really change us all that much but it, uh, from the outsider looking in i think it would change their perception of it i think we need to get a can of green beans and just leave it
0: up here next to puppet george Do because <laughs> i mean it's kind of like the thing now it's like every mason lodge does green beans and uh, and uh, what is it? Lemon chicken? Is that what the what the other
1: dishes? The is? lemon chicken is a big one.
0: Sometimes it's just pasta too. Ah, oh, I hate when you do pasta. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, green beans and lemon chicken. <clears throat> um. All right. So for me, if Freemasonry was in fact found to be older, I think Brother Scott Walter would have a field day with that shit. He would go wild because I mean, everything that he basically uh, is trying to figure
1: out uh, would be. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's been proven. <laughs> well, and it's funny, a quick shout out to Scott Walters into, uh, since you mentioned him. So, there is a big part of my Tarot and Freemasonry presentation that talks about the sacred feminine, which is like one of his Aww. big things. And uh, a lot of the symbolism he looks into in his wife, Janet, on her uh-huh. book, um, it really goes back to the sacred feminine. So, shout out to yeah. Scott and Janet Walter. You need to have them on again. Mm. He still needs one more before he gets his like varsity uh, jacket. His right, varsity jacket. Yep.
0: I'm an MM in New Jersey, Jersey Cowboy. Awesome. Uh, yeah, like I said, just go, go
1: Devils. Right. Yeah, let's go Devils. Damn. Right. Oh,
0: you're a Devils fan too?
1: On and off. Uh, what's your other uh, team then? Hartford Whalers, which doesn't exist they anymore. Exist. And I can't. I hate the Hurricanes. <laughs> I will not root for them. I actually. I. I just. I hate them. Like, with a passion. So, I latched on to the Devils because being ah. a Whalers fan, I couldn't be a Bruins fan. I
0: knew you were a freaking Rangers fan, Devaney. I knew it. I just knew that it. That explains uh, a lot. Oh, explains a
1: lot. They're That's okay. Shitbags.
0: Devils, baby. It should
1: be. I just hope for a good series. Like, it's enough where I'm a Devils fan enough where I'll enjoy it if they win. I want a really good series, first and foremost, Devils and Seven. Devils and Seven. That's yep. where I'm going. Yep. I hope so. I'm big-time Devils fan. All right. Um...
0: So let's go, let's get back into this. So if Freemasonry was found to be of, so number one, I don't think it would be called Freemasonry as we know it today. It would be, uh, it would be, it would probably be more of a tie, meaning like the mystery schools became stonemasons, stonemason guilds became Freemasonry. I think that would be the tie. I don't think it would actually be like Freemasonry. You know, we have green beans. I don't think it would be tattooed on the side of the, the pyramids. But however, excuse me, um, However, I think it would be a tie. In other words, there, there, would, there would be a document found that would tie the ancient stone guilds to uh, the mystery schools of ancient Egypt and all that stuff. Um, so, so this is where I'm going to go with this. Uh, I think that it would not. I don't think it would change what we do today. Uh, I really don't. Um, I think there would be a big ha ha told you so from a lot of Freemasons. Yeah. <laughs> Um how it would change us though, uh I do believe our ritual would be changed. I think our ritual would be I don't want to say changed. The ritual would still be the same, but I fear a feel that the Scottish right would Capitalize on that instantaneously, and they would begin pushing more degrees of ancient Egypt and the connection to the stonemasons. Because let's put it this way let's be real. Scottish right is very innov- innovative. Innovative? Hmm? In- inventive? In- innovative, 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 inventive, innovative, innovative with their degrees. They change them frequently. They keep yeah. the same story, the same lessons to be learned, but they change them. They change the way the, they change the, the, the way. The, yeah. I think that they would capitalize on that instantaneously. They would they would start pushing uh, degrees about ancient because what does that do when you do that? You captivate an audience that now you know when the news breaks that oh Freemasonry is found to be way older. It's now it's it's tied to the mystery schools. You're going to get a group of people that are going to be like I want to join Freemasonry because I want to learn about this. Right, and the Scottish Rite, I'm sorry, they are fantastic with their with their. I don't want to say sell. Or the recruitment? What are you? Uh,
1: um, they're marketing. They're marketing. marketing. They're
0: fantastic with it, and I think absolutely they would zero in that. I don't think Blue Lodges would. I think they would stay their lane where they are. But the Scottish right absolutely would capitalize on that, and I think a lot more. Um, uh, I think a lot more <sighs> emphasis would be on for, from archaeologists and whatever would would zero in on that Um, and I think it definitely would change uh, Freemasonry and we could literally I mean we are the oldest fraternity but now we can say we are an ancient fraternity rather than a um, oldest fraternity we are an ancient fraternity Um, so yeah I would even tie in that I think people would start trying to find connections between uh, good old JC and Freemasonry and here's why, um, I believe. Quote me if I'm wrong, but in his teen years, Jesus left uh, Israel, Judah, wherever he was, and went to Egypt to
1: learn the ancient mysteries. To learn that's, the ancient mysteries. That's one of the theories and out there. Because he disappeared and came back when he was 33. I'm hooked on a feeling. Oh, here we freaking go. Hooked on somebody's, a feeling. Somebody's been watching Guardians of the Galaxy too much. I, I know. Been, I know. <laughs>
0: I'm but i got a feeling that that would be the next route that they would try to make a connection to once that once that a, once that keystone is found the connection between the ancient mystery schools and uh the stone guilds that eventually became freemasons i think you're going to see a plethora of people trying to connect now good old jc to freemasonry and now this opens up a whole new can of worms because phew, religion's gonna fight back hard that that would be (laughs) because
1: imagine if you will again I'll go Twilight Zone imagine if you will a world where everybody realized hey all of our different religions are are like a multi century and millennia game of telephone where where we are now the the message has gotten bastardized but if we go back to the original message it's all the same, and that's kind of what the it's hell I've been saying the since the last yes. Book of Enki. Mean, it's I all the I same. Prescribed to that as well. It's like if you go back, you've got all these branches on a tree. You get closer and closer to the trunk. You realize Next on the outer won. limits. So that would blow a hole into oh, yeah. organized religion, like you mm. read about, which is part of the reason why Freemasonry has been suppressed by a lot of mainstream religions. Now,
0: so, I th- I think this can go one of two ways. It would either be it would Blow a hole, and there'd be uh, a banging of the heads. No, that's not true. Blah, blah, blah. Or, or you'd have the opposite. For instance, the Vatican has a, a, ex, they have a satellite in I think it's southern Arizona I believe it's called the Lucifer one or something like that the Vatican and it's searching for extraterrestrials and the Vatican has made many claims about if there were if there were uh if we ever found life on other planets uh there's that still doesn't dispute or take away from God they've become more and more open to things such as science and such as extraterrestrials so I mean maybe the church takes a different route and goes well hey Maybe we're not so different after
1: all, right? Maybe we're all children of the same creator. Maybe Freemasonry different.
0: and the the Catholic Church or churches as a whole need to work together to discover more. Yeah, you may have it go it might go the polar opposite way, right? Whereas now, like, you know, both sides would be like, "Well, hey, we've been fighting for so many years, but shit, maybe we're one of the same. Maybe to. we're both just." Heading to the same direction on two different paths. Right, we're coming to the intersection here. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Which could
0: possibly be in I order.
1: <laughs> in order for that to happen, you'd have to find a way to remove all money, politics, and power from organized oh,
0: religion. Absolutely, I because mean,
1: well, it, it, you'd have to be. F- that's what as they're well, competing though. over. Yes,
0: us as well. It would be no different with us. Yes. Um. So I think uh, that would that would be interesting. <laughs> that would. Yeah. Mind-blowing, holy shit. And the, I think it would it would bring, I think initially, if that was before the JC thing, if we were found to be an older organization than we actually were, you would see a lot more people joining Freemasonry right off the rip. And I think it would tip the scales, me personally, I think it would tip the scales if we see our loss of membership to starter increase because people are like, holy shit, these guys are onto something. Yep. And if you tied that shit to, G- to to Jesus Christ, oh, my God. You'd see both religion and Freemasonry start to rise. And, and yeah. both, I mean, because there's no, there's no doubt there's a decline in religion and there's a decline in Freemasonry. It's across the board. Nobody is part of these things anymore. They're For whatever various reasons, you're seeing a decline in membership of both religion and Freemasonry. And if they both were on the rise, I don't think – the two biggest heavy hitters in the in would would bang heads because they're both on the rise. I think they would join forces personally, potentially.
1: I, I potentially. potentially. I th- I think I feel that they would, unless you prescribe to the philosophy of Colonel Andy Tanner from the original Red Dawn. Two biggest bullies on the block gonna fight sometime. <laughs> all right, uh, all right.
0: Yeah, I guess. Well, let's put it this way: I'm being optimistic.
1: I know I'm, being I'm optimistic in, I'm just, rather
0: than pessimistic. I think that I if, if that if those if the yellow brick road tied out to holy shit, we might actually be finding the same things because I think, you know, well, let's go with the JC thing. If he did, in fact, go to the ancient mystery schools and Freemasonry is tied to those in- ancient mystery schools. Let's just say in this yeah. alternate universe, Freemasonry becomes tied to these ancient mystery schools. I think the church is going to want to know what happened in those ancient mystery schools. And if Freemasonry is the key to the door of those ancient free, of those ancient mystery schools, the church is going to want to know what the hell, where was he in his teen years? Right. And who else was there? And what was he learning? And who else was there? And I think the church would want to know that because like,
1: they do... They do right. research just like we do. And in, and again, imagine a, a, a place where J.C., uh-huh. Buddha, Muhammad, and any other great prophet or religious figure um, back from those days, maybe not all attended at the same time, but went to the same school. Like, learned the same lessons. Like, the Library of Alexandria, I think we lost a lot that we'll never recover from, and I think a lot of uh-huh. that stuff was there however like just imagine if they're all students of the same school yeah what if the ancient mysteries was like the Yale or Harvard uh, of the world back then and they just attended the same I mean, school learn the same thing
0: before it got burned to the ground you had the library of Alexandria where all the ancient texts were held that right. got burned to the friggin ground so I mean there's so much that we don't know right um I think uh, I for me personally I think if we become tied to the ancient mystery schools of ancient Egypt uh, in the church, I think there might be a, hey, listen, we're going to open up our Vatican vault, and we're going to give you what you got on Freemasonry. You give us what you got. And I think there'd be a trade personally because yeah, I, so. I know that the Vatican has a lot of things that are tied to Freemasonry uh, that they haven't given up and that they won't give up. Yeah, And I feel that we have things that, you know, if in this case we would have or start to learn things about that, then that they don't
1: know. Right, And if you, when you talk about the Catholic Church, I'm just going to take a little sidebar but show the, that they're really not, Freemasonry and, and Christianity or Catholicism aren't that far apart just by the fact that an organization like the Rosicrucians exist. Yeah. It's the mystical and occult mm-hmm. side of... Jesuits too. Is it the Rosicrucians, are they just Christianity or are they uh, occult side of Catholicism? I don't know enough about it and I don't want to misspeak, but it's one of them. I know it's definitely with know. Christianity. I don't, I don't know, know if it's specifically. I know. I know the Jesuits are are tied to Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: uh, but I, I can I can see uh, in Freemasonry I feel like would be open to it. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, because you know if if they came looking to talk to to Freemasonry about this newly discovered that we're part of where we knew of the ancient mysteries, I think uh, I think the Freemason would be open to it because it kind of gives a legitimacy now that both. Religion and Freemasonry, which is a study right. of the sciences, if you will, uh, I think it would it would tie in nicely for both of us. And
1: what if the the hidden symbols and allegory and lessons in Freemasonry were the key to the cipher of whatever they were holding? I think that would be freaking wild. Yeah. That'd and that they couldn't shit. decode it or decipher it without us. Yeah. That would be saying, wild Hey, wow, wait a minute. There's something in our ritual that is the answer to that. Yeah. That would be a cool thing. That would be wild. You want to do one more? One more quick
0: one. One more quick one. Uh spin it. Boom. What do we got here? Spin it spin it, spinderella. Worst ending for Freemasonry. Oh God. Woohoo.
1: What would be the worst ending for Freemasonry? Big asteroid comes through, hurls itself into the earth, <laughs> it splits in half, and we all die. That would be a bad one. And then Bruce Willis tries to save us. Ben Affleck actually did. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs>
0: As long as it's not John Cusack. <laughs> John Cusack was in that? No, he was oh, in okay. freaking 2012 or something like that, that movie. Where I remember on twenty twelve was supposed to be the end of the Mayan calendar. Uh, All right, worst end for Masonry. What would you think? Uh, what would be the
1: worst end for Freemasonry. Some kind of scandal that would rock it. Um, uh, probably something along the lines or worse than uh, what happened to the Catholic Church about. 15 20 years ago with the the scandals that they've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um you know if it ends if it dies out if it just goes a silent death mm. then so be it but to go out in shame yeah. um to the point where people were to renounce their membership because they had no other choice because something was so horrific. Yeah. Um that would to me would be the the mm. worst end because it would delegitimize everything that we've dedicated our lives to the the way of living that freemasonry is um...
0: can i piggyback that yeah
1: i just want to say while we're on that subject
0: there are bad apples in every single oh, organization oh absolutely yes. yes so i mean the scandal would have to be it would have to be widespread widespread, widespread. Yes. it wouldn't be just one shitbag who slipped through no. our you know slipped through our net and because we again we have a pretty extensive right, Joe? would you say we have a pretty extensive vetting if you want yeah, yeah
1: we're pretty so, no, if you do if you do it correctly yes uh-huh. if you're not worried about numbers and you're worried about quality yes we have a pretty extensive vetting process. quality is a, is a problem um because we're i mean some lodges i don't want to say all
0: i don't want to say all because not you're worried about all. numbers they're worried about putting hot asses in seats yes um and i think it's a real bad practice um which is why i hate the one day conferrals um you're just pumping people through like a freaking it's 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 mass production yep and i don't agree with it i don't like the one day conferrals i think it takes away uh but that's just me um so uh real quickly and then we'll uh, we'll cut this off um my worst ending for freemasonry would be kind of where we're heading right now uh loss in membership uh see here and this is my problem uh, and I'm going to talk right to what we're going through in Freemasonry now. Freemasonry has a lot of time and money invested in in um, charitable work. A lot. Uh, we have charities and, and Freemasonry became now, in my opinion, uh, I'm going to get shit on all over for this, but I don't care. I'm going to just call just call a spade a spade. We have a lot of money invested in what we have. Uh, We have hospitals. We have children for dyslexia. We have a lot of things and organizations that we give money to. Okay. Uh, And it's true that the shit that you own ends up owning you. And I think that's where Freemasonry is at right now because what we're seeing is, you know, we have these grand lodges that have these grand hospitals and grand this and grand that and all this money going out. But we're losing membership. There's no doubt about that. We're losing membership. Well, guess who pays for all those things? Your Masons. Your mm-hmm. individual Blue Lodge, Morningstar Lodges, your Ashlar Aspatucks, your, your, your Lodges around, uh, your Harmony 42s. They pay for this shit because we have to kick up to Grand Lodge during an assessment. What is it, $62? I think it's up to sixty-seven
1: fifty. Half, for for half a year, right? So it's no, twice for a the, year. no for the we pay We pay the assessment in two settings, but it's one bill. Okay, well, so okay. it's like hey, it's based on let's say you had a hundred people, right? Sixty-seven fifty. Okay, you have to pay the six seventy-five, but then right. you could split it into two payments of whatever. The <laughs> for man. two easy payments, um, <laughs> for as little as five dollars.
0: <laughs> so you have the sixty-seven fifty. All right, so that's what a hundred and I don't even know math. I'm, I am suck at math. I suck at reading. I suck at math. So what's 67 times two? I don't know. Somebody help me out in the comments 134. here. 134. 134. We'll just go with that. We'll just go 135, round number. 135. I know it's not a round number, but we're going to go with it. 135, right? Per Mason, per year. That gets kicked up the Grand Lodge. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about the last session. There was a budget that was going to be set that wanted to raise that assessment, correct?
1: On lodges, Substantially. Yes.
0: Now, what are you doing in that situation? You're bleeding the lodges, your blue lodges that provide the support dry. Because not only can't they afford their own freaking rent, they're losing membership. So you're jacking up the price for the individual masons to a point where, I'm sorry, your blue-collar masons who work a 9-to-5 job every day cannot afford to be a mason anymore. So what do they do? They demit. And then right. what do you have to do later? Oh, we gotta jack up the assessment again for the ones right. that no, remain. You
1: have less people, right? And
0: then you have less people and you have less people. And my ending that I see from Freemasonry free that would be would be eventually you're you're killing the craft. And you're shutting down these lodges, and now you're the Grand Lodges are making less and less money. And what's gonna happen is you're you're killing Freemasonry. You're killing your individual blue lodges by the shit that the Grand Lodges own, owning them, and now they're trying to make up for this loss every single year. And let's be real, I don't think I don't know. Again, I want to be clear. I don't know what state of Connecticut Grand Lodge's finances are, and anything. So I'm not talking about my Grand Lodge or any other Grand Lodge. But what's ultimately going to happen is the well's going to run dry, and these community organizations, and hospitals, and the money and shit that we funnel to all these, um. Charitable organizations is going to dry up, and what you're going to have, you're going to be left with is nothing, and I think that's how it we're, we're I think that's where we're heading if we don't make a change, and I personally feel that you know I don't know and I, it sounds shitty to say but I think we do need to surrender some of these hospitals and stuff to the state or surrender or just make them a separate organization and stop trying to get money. And rather than giving money from Grand Lodge to a higher organization, give it back to your blue lodges so that the lodges don't lose their buildings. Put more money into into bringing on Masons rather than trying to take money from them. And I think ultimately what you do is you see the pendulum swing the opposite direction. But right now, that's that's... That's where I'm at. I think that's what's going to be, that's, that's the worst Masonic ending, would be not being able to keep solvent. Yeah. And I think that's, that's going to be the worst ending.
1: But I would say that that ending could also be a new beginning and a return to the principles and original tenets of Freemasonry of you're, you maybe you don't own buildings, you're meeting in a tavern, you're meeting in a house like we used to do. Yeah. The mm. charity that you practice may not be something as high as on a on an almost corporate level. No, it would it's, be a community-based. It's a community-based. Go help your neighbor. Mm-hmm. The widow down the street needs mm. help with her leaves. Go help. And that's charity. Personally, I think that's where it needs to go. Charity doesn't have to It doesn't have cost to be this money. grandio. Yeah, exactly. And I 1,000% to agree. To me... There's a difference in charity. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between stroking a check and being done with it mm-hmm. or actually investing your time and putting in the the sweat or the effort. I'm che- not saying stroking a check is a bad thing, by no means. But mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit of an easy way out. It's mm-hmm. more convenient. Hey, for I could stroke this check for twenty bucks, fifty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And okay. I've honored yep. my commitment. I could write it off on my taxes. Mm-hmm. Or I can get out there and get my hands dirty right. and really make a difference, and maybe nobody ever knows. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, take the money you make from a charity event in your lodge, bring it to somebody who who needs it, find somebody who's who's struggling, and uh, put a roof on their freaking house, build a build a, yeah. a, a wheelchair ramp. I mean, this is charity. This is this is helping your community. Um, I, I think that the whole. Corporate end of it, it, it's it sucks because you're 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 bleeding money left and right. Uh, Jeb W. Uh, Worship brother, Past Master. How much is how much goes to Masonic? I really don't know. Don't I can know. I have no idea. I'm not in that circle. I have no idea. Uh, I'm assuming a
1: lot. <laughs> yeah, and and not for nothing. Let's just uh, take a step back. We're not crapping on Masonic hair. No, we're not no, saying no, no, it's no, a no, bad no, thing. No, 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 no. What we're saying is, it. If it gets too big, it could ultimately it's like any quote unquote business that mm-hmm. expands too big mm-hmm. um and That's, goes too much too fast. Yep. There's risks associated with that. Right. Um, so I don't think when they did the inception of Masonicare, all
0: these charity things, they expected the, 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 the membership numbers to shrink. They looked at it, what it was at the time. And they said, oh yeah, we can do this and we have enough members. We can do this. We right. can float this. Not a problem. But I mean, now you're seeing a decline in membership and the wells running dry and, uh, I think – and that's kind of where I'm going with there that. There may be is. a
1: restructure, or reorganization yeah. that needs to go on. But, like, Care is a wonderful organization. It's a two-time uh, past associate grand almoner. I uh-huh. believe in the program. I believe uh-huh. in what they do. Yep. There just may need to be a change of scale Yep. at uh, some point. And they shut down the Newtown um, facility, location yeah. a few uh-huh. years back because they realized that that wasn't a good thing. These and that were. was – a difficult mm-hmm. decision to make but it was the right decision to make yeah. mm-hmm. um, but it's just like it, it's all about scale yeah it, it mm-hmm. really what it comes down to is scale and as the uh, membership declines mm-hmm. um, then we may need to adjust scale yeah mm-hmm. that's all
0: uh, that's all I got that's I agree so I mean that's that's my ending for Freemasonry it just it, it withers away to nothing and they, it starves itself that's how I that's how I feel but I like the scandal
1: idea, because that would, that would suck, too. That would suck. That would hit <laughs> us at our core. All right, Joe, what do you think? You think we beat this one? I think we beat this one. I think we're good. All right.
0: And we're going to shut it down. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, write in the comments what you think uh, about the alternate universes. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Smell you later. Smell you later for the Freemasons Podcast. I am right Worshipful Brother George Mudry signing off. Worship Brother Joe signing off. Have a good day, everyone.
1: Bye-bye.